listening to Hooked on Creek, a podcast celebrating the music of Max Creek. I'm your host, Corey Johnson, and you're listening to Episode 9. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on episode 9 of Hooked on Creek. This episode features an interview with John Spignessi. Since their formation in 2015, the John Spignessi Band has been steadily building a following and establishing their sound in the local jam band scene in the New England area. As a guitar player, singer, and songwriter, John's influences include Jerry Garcia, Dwayne Allman, and Scott Murawski. During this episode, we dig deep into John's appreciation for Max Creek, his interactions with the band, and the music he creates through the John Spignessi Band. John also tells the story behind his recent opportunity to play on stage with Max Creek during this year's Camp Creek. All that and a lot of great music is packed into this episode. In the show notes, you can find direct links to stream or download the music featured in this episode, or simply head over to hookedoncreek.com, where you can also find a full transcription of my interview with John. And while you're there, click the contact link and let me know what you think. I'm always looking for recommendations on topics to cover or Max Creek shows to feature in this podcast. All right, now let's get started. John Spagnesi, thanks so much for joining me on Hooked on Creek. Uh, Corey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Well, when I started researching Max Creek a few years ago, I was doing Google searches. I was looking on YouTube to to watch some of their music. I was on archive.org. And I know for me, one of the things I found kept coming up was your name. And I was really curious who you were and what your connection to the music scene uh, is out there. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about yourself and the John Spagnesi band. Sure. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been involved in the music scene here in New England probably for coming up on ten years. Uh, I've been in various bands, kind of you know, throughout that time period. But uh, the John Spagnesi band has been obviously my main focus, obviously because it's named after me, of course, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, we've been kind of inspired by different uh, you know jam bands that we've actually had the pleasure of seeing. Uh, throughout the New England area, there's a very strong scene uh, in this area. Obviously, with Creek being the the godfathers of it, if you will. Uh, so we've been kind of, you know, drawing from that, and then uh, kind of making our own little concoction and mixing in, kind of forming our own sound. Uh, so we've been, you know, touring pretty steadily for the past four to five years or so. We're about to celebrate our five year anniversary in February, and. Uh, you know, we we just released our second album too, so we've been kind of chugging along with the with the original music, which is kind of our our bread and butter, which is something we really like to spread. Can you tell me a little bit about the story behind your maybe introduction to Max Creek or the music that Max Creek plays? Where did that begin for you? So that that began for me at a gathering of the vibes down in uh in Bridgeport in 2013. Um, I couldn't find anybody to go to go with me. I wanted to go just for Sunday because Sunday was kind of the the Connecticut resident day. So you got in for a little cheaper. Uh, so I ended up making the trek down myself. Uh, and there were a couple bands that I wanted to see. But, I, you know, that was my first exposure to like a real music festival. So I went down there and I'm walking around and, uh, you know, I got my Led Zeppelin T-shirt on with my headband. And I'm walking around and I'm and I'm looking and I see this huge, huge crowd at the main stage. And so I walk up. And uh, the band is ripping through uh, You Write the Book. And I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, these people are really into this music. So there was this guy next to me and I look over at him and I say, hey, man, I don't mean to be ignorant, but uh, who is this up here? And he said he looks at me and I think he thought I was kidding because he just kind of laughed at me. And then he then he saw the, the seriousness on my face and he goes, wait, are you serious? You don't know who this is? And I said, no. And he goes, this is this is Max Creek. And uh, he goes, you never heard of them? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, welcome to the party, my friend. And I ended up staying for the for the rest of that set. And I watched the entire thing. And that that show was was killer. I was actually just listening to that show pretty recently. I had, you know, like you write the book after midnight. Uh, just a Rose was the closer, which once I heard Just a Rose, that was it. I was hooked. 
Um, and ever since then, you know, I would catch them whenever I could. I started going to like more festivals and all that. And uh, I always really appreciated what they did. You know, the fact that they were always pushing out that original music really, you know, had a really strong impact on me and kind of inspired me in my own writing. Over the years, since 2013, your connections to the band have grown. Can you talk a little bit about how that's evolved over the years? Sure. Yeah. Um, my, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Andrews. Uh, he plays in a, a couple of other bands, and he actually has a farm up in northern Connecticut. And he hosts, uh, he has like a little barn. He has barn parties. And, uh, you know, he has different bands come and play. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, play and attend a few. Uh, so my first exposure with Jay... Uh, the percussionist was actually up there. He, they called him and he came down and played. And I got to jam with him uh, for a little bit. Uh, shortly after that, I think it was like a month later, uh, Mark was playing down the street at Strange Brew and I got to sit in with them. Um, and, you know, Bill actually, this is, this is a pretty funny story. So I was supposed to play at a gig up in uh, Northern Connecticut. It was like close to like Christmas time. And at the very last second, my drummer, uh, his kid was sick, so he couldn't do it. So we were kind of scrambling who we were going to you know, get to fill in at the last minute. It turns out the band we were opening for was one that Bill Carbone was actually playing with. And Bill Carbone actually messaged him and he said, yeah, man, absolutely. I'll play your set with you. So we got to play an entire set with Bill on drums, which is probably one of the top moments of my musical career. So I was kind of I got to play with those three. You know, that was the main thing. It was only recently that uh, I got to actually share the stage with John Ryder. Uh, he was sitting in on a gig up in Hartford, and and so after I played with him, it was just the four. It was just the four of them, and Scott was the only one I hadn't played with. You know, I had only played. I got to play with four out of the five guys, uh, which was awesome. And Scott knew that I hadn't got a chance to play with him, so he'd always, you know, bust my stones every time he saw me. Uh, you know, with that elusive smirk that uh, he tends to have. You know, saying, oh, you know, you haven't gotten to play with me yet, which was funny. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a little like cat and mouse kind of thing. Um, but eventually, you know, obviously at the most recent Camp Creek, I had the honor of, of playing with them. And it was it was a great experience. How did the band approach you about performing with them at Camp Creek? <laughs> so uh, we were this is, this is probably one of the craziest stories, I think, of my of my musical career. My buddy, my best friend, Will, it was his first festival, actually, Camp Creek, which I can't think of a better, you know, festival to attend. So we, we drive up there. It's up in, like, northern Connecticut. It's about an hour, probably, of us. Um, we drive up there, and we're in line, and we're getting ready to go in. And I actually, I get a message from Scott on Facebook, and he messages me and says, hey, man, are you coming to camp? Are you bringing gear? And I, like, kind of cocked my head a little bit, and I was like, I am coming to camp. I I can bring gear. Sure. So we get, we get in and, uh, I look at my buddy, Will, and I was like, dude, we got to go back to get my, to get my stuff. So we, we made the trek back. He's a, he must be a really good friend if he made that trek back with me, but uh, it was worth it. You know, we went back, we got, we got the stuff, my gear, we, we headed back up. Uh, and I walked down to the stage and Scott's down there. This was on Sunday morning and he looks at me and he goes, you got the stuff, you got your gear in your car, right? And I said, yes, uh, of course I do. And he goes, well, you're in, you know? And I said, oh my God, like, awesome. You know, sounds great. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I mean, you know, I'm happy to go along with anything you guys have planned. I don't want to take away from, you know, your, your Sunday sets. I know those are, you know, the ones not to miss. And he goes, no, no, no. I want, I want you to pick the song and I want you to sing it. And so I'm and so I'm like at this point I'm just like, okay, you know, what haven't they played already? Um, because Camp Creeks are when they really stretch out those sets and they really do, you know, long, long shows. So the one song I could think of that they hadn't done yet was Just a Rose, which is the first song I learned by them. So we ended up trading verses in it. I sang the first verse, he sang the second verse, and I thought I was actually only gonna be up there for that one song. But uh, he looked at me and he goes, you got good ears. He goes, you could stay up here. So he actually had me up there for 55 minutes, almost an hour. I got to play, you know, a couple of John songs. Uh, Scott All's house got to came, uh, got to come up too, and I got to play with him too. Uh, it was just, it was a very great experience. And it really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what great warm people they are. You know, at the end of the day, they're, they're people just like, you know, you and I and, um, they're just wonderful people as well as musicians, you know? 
Now, let's take a break from my interview to play that version of Just a Rose that John was talking about. But stay tuned to hear more of my interview with John and a lot more music. This is Max Creek performing with John Spagnesi at Camp Creek on August 4th, 2019.
As a guitar player yourself, how would you describe Scott as a guitar player? <laughs> well, I would say that he has definitely a style unique to his own. Um, I think of him almost like a like a chameleon kind of. He can adapt himself to very different genres and styles. Um, I, I like that he's not afraid to kind of try new things too. It's it's, uh, it's inspired me. You know, in the, in the very beginning, I always thought that you know jam bands had to sound a certain way yeah you know it had to have the certain kind of effects and the certain kind of uh tones if you will but uh i realized at the end of the day you just got to be original and uh he's really encouraged that uh to me he's definitely you know i would consider him uh not just a you know a great musician but a friend at this point i would imagine that with all of your connections to max creek you must find yourself maybe talking about the band to others that maybe have not yet been exposed to them or maybe not have been hooked on Creek yet. How do you explain Max Creek to somebody who's not familiar with them? How do you describe their music or sort of the scene around that band? Well, I think the main thing that I try to, you know, definitely make known to people is that they've been around for a long, long time, you know, and I think people appreciate that when you tell them, you know, hey, this band has been around since the early 70s. Right away, you're kind of just like, wow, like, these are pros, you know, this, these are seasoned musicians here. Um, and as far as the music goes, I love that, you know, anything goes with these guys. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan, but you know, more often than not, you know, you can pick certain songs and know that, you know, okay, that song's probably going to be in like the second set, you know, that song's probably going to be in the first set or they're going to close with this, but Creek definitely, you know, keeps me guessing. That's for sure. Um, I don't, know all the songs too so especially when they bust out you know a cover that i haven't heard it's 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 inspiring it's almost like going to my first show uh and seeing them all over again so i you know i love taking people to the to their first shows my girlfriend i brought her you know to her first one you know pretty recently too and she she absolutely loved it we go see them whenever we can but people that you know appreciate longevity in music people that appreciate you know a band that has a brotherhood on stage i think are definitely going to like this kind of stuff. Tell me more about the John Spagnesi band. I understand that you just recently released your second album. Is that correct? We did. Yeah. Uh, it's called Beautiful Dream. Uh, it came out 
it came out in May. We had the release party at Strange Creek, actually right after Max Creek played on the main stage. We were definitely all fired up after we watched them. Um, we it's ten it's a ten track album of all originals. We feel it's our, our best our best work yet. You know, we we tracked the whole thing live in the studio together, and uh, really just trying to you know spread that original music vibe, if you will. For those who haven't heard your music, how would you describe the music you guys? Well, I think you know definitely it. We pick and pull from certain things, but uh, we're trying we're trying something different. You know, it's our idea of jamming is. Um, you know, a little more structured, I would say, than some of some of the other bands that I, that I've heard. Um, you know, we liked we like to be loose but but tight at the same time. It, it's different. It's you know, we don't we don't use set lists, and which is something I absolutely love. You know, we go entirely off the cuff. We have probably a, a catalog of about thirty to forty original songs, and then like sixty covers that we do. So you know, every show is different. So for bands that have released their second album. Can you talk about what that experience is like having gone through it once with your first album and then maybe learning from that and growing and, and sort of evolving into your second album? Are they different musically? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, fir- the first album we recorded all separately, uh, different different instruments. You know, the drummer, played, the drummer and the bass player played first and then I came in and dubbed that. And it, and it was good. Uh, I, you know, it definitely was, it was good. But the second album... We, we wanted to do something a little different and we that's why I feel you know playing together you know we were able to work off each other's energy each other each other's vibe which is extremely important especially for this kind of music that's you know that kind of stuff is you know what people feed off of <laughs> you know you, you need to be able to kind of grow off of that as well uh, so we rec- recorded the album with the same guy that we recorded the first one uh, Matt Terabile at Ace Tone Productions uh, he absolutely he knew our sound he knew it, what, what we were going for. And I think that, you know, the songwriting in this album is definitely a little more mature, I would say. Um, you know, a lot of different we try to tackle a lot of different themes, um, a lot of a lot of different things as well. I mean, I do most of the, the songwriting by myself, but, uh, you know, the band members, you know, adding their parts in, it, it literally makes it take on a whole life of its own. And I feel that's where we're in the direction we're kind of moving. I'm going to take another break from my interview to play a cut from the John Spagnesi Band's second studio album. After this song, be sure to stay tuned for more of my interview with John and even more music. This is the John Spagnesi Band performing It Could Be True on their album Beautiful Dream.
Over those years, your band, the John Spagnesi Band, had been performing. Were you incorporating Max Creek songs into your set lists? We were. We were. Um, I and I always got the compliments, uh, you know, that nobody covers, that nobody covers Creek. Uh, and everybody would always, you know, I think I started to acquire a bit of a more of a fan base once we started to, you know, put some of their songs into our set list. People were always saying, you know, oh, man, you know, I only get to hear these songs when I go see them. It's refreshing to, you know, hear them in a local setting as well, uh, which was great, you know. And I and it was it was actually more of a challenge for me because most of their songs are not available online with the chords or the lyrics or anything like that. So I'm over here, you know, watching YouTube videos and watching Scott's hand and trying to listen to the lyrics and, uh, you know, really getting down and kind of deciphering it, which is a good exercise, I feel, as a musician. As you were playing some of these songs, were your bandmates eager and open to playing Max Creek songs, or did that take some convincing? Uh, well, my drummer, actually, he's he's probably in his late 40s, and he hadn't even um, heard of them. I brought him to New Year's, New Year's Eve uh, a couple years ago, and he saw them for the first time. And so he'd been playing these songs um, and kind of not really knowing what they were, which is kind of funny, which is almost better i feel you know he didn't go in with any preconceived notion he kind of added his own feel to it which is i what i feel is important you know when you're kind of covering tunes you got to put your own spin on things um but once i brought him to new year's eve uh at toad's place in new haven he was hooked and my keyboard player um has been seeing them since you know the late 80s 19 like 1987 i think was his first show so he's really good friends with one of the former drummers greg vasso they graduated together from high school um so, you know, it's definitely, it's in our blood, that's for sure. Now, I know another part of your connection to the band is through what you're doing in, I'm not sure if you'd call it a side project, but something is forming. That's a tribute band that you and some others have put together to play exclusively Max Creek songs. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Tell me more about that. Sure. Um so Chris Andrews, the guy, the guy that has the, the barn parties up in uh, northern Connecticut, he actually just, I got him into them recently, too. I tell you, it's like a it's like a it's like a bug. You can get people kind of hooked on them, hooked on creep. See, see how it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got him hooked on it. And he even said, too, he's like, you know, we somebody should be doing this as a tribute to them. And that it just is a tribute. He, I think he actually worded it perfectly. He called it a celebration uh, so we recruited a couple of other local musicians, uh, Jeff King on the bass, who he he's probably one of the best bass players I've ever played with. You know, he could sound just like John when he needs to, just like Scott when he needs to. Um, and he's a very fast learner. And then we also have uh, Stephen Provost on keys, who really, you know, he's taken the Mark sound to a whole new level. And then uh, Ryan Lazat is on percussion, too. So we have the whole five-man kind of kind of lineup, uh, you know, the exact way that they have it. Um and we've just been kind of, you know, having fun learning these different songs. We got to we got to play a festival. For, we got to play Strange Creek for the first time last year. Uh, it was an absolute blast. We had a huge turnout. 
Uh, it was right before Creek actually played too, so we weren't worried about you know stealing any of their songs. Uh, <laughs> they actually pay, you know, they were actually busting our our chops later on that night too. That Scotty was like, "I hear there's a Creek cover band, you know, we're coming for you," <laughs> uh, which which was yeah. funny. It's, we we got a big kick out of it, but we've been having a really good time playing this music. That's for sure. Talk a little bit about the experience of being a musician in a band on stage and sort of, I would imagine, letting go and letting the improvisation take over among you and your bandmates and letting the music flow. What is that like to let yourself go and extend your music out into a jam? Does that come naturally for you? It, it does. It does, especially when, you know, I more often than not too. I, you know, I get so kind of like self-conscious and I'm trying to think of, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, what can I play to make this interesting? But it's the second that I that I'm not thinking that and I kind of my mantra that I like to kind of repeat to myself I'm up there is forget your fingers and just kind of go. And when, when I'm able to do that, you know, I find that we're able to reach new heights and I listen back to the tapes and, uh, you know, I'm kind of inspired all over again knowing that you know we we were able to create something new and when you're when you're up there in that moment you're kind of all just together and you're you know you're out there it's it's i it's one of a kind you know you, you can't touch it it's you're if, that, if there's any other way of saying living in the moment i think that would absolutely be it and you know and the crowd people that have come to appreciate that they absolutely can feel it too um which obviously you know goes back to, you know, Creek and the dead and all that with their improvisational skills, you know, it's one of a kind. That's for sure. I'm going to take one more break from my interview to share a taste of what the John Spignesi band sounds like during a live performance. After the song, be sure to stick around for the conclusion of my interview with John. Now, the song I'm about to play begins with John telling the audience the story behind the song, which I think is really powerful, and you'll learn why in a moment. This is the John Spignesi Band performing Mystery Man live at the Love is Louder Music Festival on August 31st, 2019 in Brantford, Connecticut. Tonight, 
And for those who want to learn more about the John Spagnesi band, what can they do? I mean, I understand you have a couple albums out there. You're, you're having some concerts. What would you tell folks out there who are listening right now who want to learn more? Uh, so everything, everything's on the website, of course, you know, at jsbmusic.org. Um, we also have every single show the band has ever played has been recorded. Uh, I think we've played over 190 shows or something along the, those natures. Uh, and we've actually recorded every single one. And you can listen to our, our evolution up and, you know, up until the show we played a few days ago. Um, so you can kind of see, you know, our growth over time, which is cool. I, I, you know, I like to obviously know that, you know, we came from a certain area and we're, you know, moving forward, you know. John, thank you so much for joining me on Hooked on Creek. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to listening to more of your music. Hey, Corey, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it a lot. And that concludes my interview with John Spignessi. I really had a lot of fun talking with John, so I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you check out his music. But before I go, I want to say thank you for all the emails, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, and tweets that I'm getting that include feedback and suggestions for this podcast. You have no idea how much it means to me to hear from you. And if you enjoy listening to Hooked on Creek, you can help me reach more Max Creek fans by telling your friends about this podcast. You can also join discussions about the podcast and get a behind-the-scenes view of this podcast by following Hooked on Creek on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Hooked on Creek to get connected. And of course, you can always visit HookedOnCreek.com and click the contact link to send me a message. Thanks for tuning in.